When your potential customers search online, you want them to find your business. Visibility in search is really important to attract new leads and keep your business top of mind with existing prospects. After all, getting found online is a big reason why you're creating content to generate more leads and sales. But search is really competitive. So today we're sharing one tweak you can make to improve your chances of getting noticed online. Ready? Let's go. Hey you, you're listening to the Messy Desk Podcast, the show for entrepreneurs who want to achieve more without the overwhelm and drama. Because although business and life get messy, that doesn't mean things have to be hard. Join us as we help you cope with the chaos and banish your barriers so that you can move forward in your entrepreneurial journey. I'm Megan Monahan, And I'm Teresa Safali. Let's get on with it. Welcome to episode number 36 of the Messy Desk Podcast. I'm Megan Monahan, your content marketing strategist and coach. And I'm Teresa Safali, your productivity strategist and coach. Hello, Teresa. Hey, you. So here's the deal. Research shows that almost 90% of people start their buying process with an online search. That's not surprising. You know, I definitely research before I buy. Sometimes I over research. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. No surprise there for either of us. (laughs) You know, search is a starting place for research and buying. So getting found in searches gets the attention of buyers, plain and simple. And I want you to really think about this. Google isn't the only platform out there that relies on search algorithms to process data and display it to users. That's right. People go to Amazon, Pinterest, YouTube, Alexa, and Siri to do research. Some even search Quora or Facebook and other sites like that. People are searching places other than Google, for sure. That said, even if your potential customers searched on Google only, the content on these other platforms shows up in Google searches too. So that's an added bonus. Now, considering how people search online, it's important to consider how search works if you want to attract people to your business. In fact, your ability to get found online relies heavily on search algorithms that process your content to understand it better, which is why formatting your content for search is key. These platforms are all driven by content. (laughs) You know, I knew somehow that we'd end up back at content. (laughs) (laughs) Well, of course, all roads lead to content with me. What can I say? (laughs) A big part of why you do or don't get discovered in searches has to do with your content. We control our content. So I love that we can take action to affect positive change. That's a good thing. On the flip side, though, there's just so much to know about optimizing for search. How can we take action if we're not knowledgeable? It seems like a big burden. You're right. There's a long list of tasks and tactics that we can all do to improve how visible we are in search results across the board for any and all platforms. But there's one tweak that will drastically help you, and that is keywords. Using the right keyword phrases optimizes your content for search across most platforms. Spending just 10 minutes or so to figure out your content's keyword will improve your visibility in search and the likelihood that more of your prospective customers will find you. Ah, yes, keywords. 
They're not new, but they're still really confusing. Exactly. So let's talk keywords for a few minutes, then I'll give you one quick and free way to research keywords. One tweak keeps things manageable, so you know I'm all in on that. No kidding. It's those smaller tweaks that are more sustainable and that can make big differences over time. So I've got you covered. First off, search algorithms are like matchmakers. Think of the person who's doing a search on one side. On the other side is a huge amount of content that needs filtered through. The middlemen are the algorithms. They match up the people searching with the most relevant content. And keywords are one of the many ways that you as a content marketer can raise your hand up and say, look at me, I'm a match. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Yoo-hoo. <laughs> That's an interesting way to look at it. And, you know, this whole process applies a lot to search engines, but it's also a factor elsewhere. I mean, how do you look up information on Pinterest? You use a specific term. Then algorithms do the work of sifting through the content to show you what matches. Exactly. You do use a specific term, and that's called a keyword. Keywords are the words and phrases that your potential customers use to search online. So think of keywords as the questions and topics that your target market is typing or speaking into Google, Pinterest, Alexa, Siri, or anywhere they go online to find information. Let me give you a few examples of keywords. How to write a resume. The best pizza in New York City. Marketing agencies near me. When did Michael Jackson release Thriller? Of course you had to get an 80s reference. <laughs> I had to get an 80s reference. <laughs> to improve your visibility in search, your job is to figure out these keywords and create content around them. Of course, the keyword terms you incorporate into your content must also align with your brand and what you sell. Meaning that you wouldn't create content talking about the best salon in Manhattan when you're a dry cleaner in Brooklyn. And keywords are often questions since people generally use search for information or for how to perform a task. Yep. Now, keywords can be more complex than this in many ways, but this is a great starting place. All right, so hopefully keywords are more understandable now, but how are you going to know which keywords to use? Let's talk about one quick and free way to research keywords. When you sit down to create content, you probably have an idea in your head. You may have an inkling of the topic you wanna to discuss with your audience. What happens next is that most people go with their hunch. They create their content without any research or strategy. They shoot from the hip thinking that they know best. And we don't doubt that you know what generates interest within your existing community. But we're focused here on increasing your chances of getting seen online, aka search visibility. So doing research is the first step before you create content. You're researching what phrases people use to search, how much competition there is for those phrases, who you're competing against, and which words really make sense based on your goals. You're not going to know these things without a little research first. Exactly. A little research will point you in a more effective direction. You'll prevent wasting time creating content that doesn't interest your target market. Plus, if you're not using the terms that your target market uses, search algorithms will have a hard time playing matchmaker. So I'm giving you 
10 minutes of research to do. This is a simple four-step process, and it will enlighten you quite a bit about your content before you invest too much time in it. Oh, you know I love a step-by-step process. <laughs> All right, let's do this. Me too. Frameworks and processes are so great. They're so helpful. Okay, so the first step is to type your content title, idea, or main topic into google.com. So let's say you're a real estate agent and you want to do a blog post about getting a house ready to sell. You'd type getting a house ready to sell into Google. Basically, you'd search for existing content on the topic you're thinking about. Correct. This is a quick way to research your topic. You're going to get a ton of info just by this one task. So step two is to analyze the results that come up on the first page of Google. Pay close attention to the titles and topics of the results. Is this the genre and niche you intended? Pay attention to the total search results. How many results are you going to be competing with? And pay close attention to your competition. What websites are ranking at the top and what's their content like? Because that's who you have to be. Let's keep with the real estate example and go through this analysis real quick. When I search for that keyword phrase, getting a house ready to sell, I see topics like do these 11 things before putting your house on the market or how to get your house ready to sell or 10 best kept secrets for selling your home. So yes, this keyword phrase is in the right genre or niche. Sometimes you may come up with a keyword phrase that has other meanings as well. And you don't want to attract the wrong audience. So that's why you're checking that your topic aligns with your industry. Yes. So for the term getting a house ready to sell, Google is showing that there are 1.5 billion, as in billion with a B, results in search for this term. Oh man, that's a ton of competition. Yeah, there's an epic amount of content around this topic. So you want to factor that in, especially with the next point of analysis, and that's who you're competing with. And in this case, the competition is Moving.com, SoldNest, HDTV, Zillow, and Redfin. And those are some tough competitors. Click on their content and browse their articles to see if you can create something comparable or preferably better to outrank them. It probably will be tough though. At this point, you're wondering if this topic is the right one. It's probably a great topic for your local audience of potential clients, but how will your content stand out online against the competition? You know, Teresa, you bring up a really good point. So is there value in publishing content around this topic, even if the topic is oversaturated? Maybe there is. Perhaps you have an email list of a thousand people or you have a solid networking group and this is content that will benefit you even if it won't rank high in search. Then maybe you still wanna consider it. Or maybe you wanna improve your odds so you go more niche with your keyword. You could add a location, a year, or a specific target market to your keyword, like getting a house ready to sell in Arizona or getting a house ready to sell in 2021. So this research could help you modify your keyword to be more competitive. At this point, you'd go back and do a search on that modified keyword term. But what if you're thinking that maybe it's not the best keyword to use? That leads me to step number three. Before you make any decisions, take a look at Google's search results page, because most likely it will offer related keyword terms. 
and these keywords could offer better opportunities. You'll see these other keywords listed under sections such as people also ask, people also search for, or even related searches, which you'll see at the very bottom of the page. Review these suggestions because these often make good keywords and topics to cover in your content. Then go back to step one to figure out if any of these ideas are better options. These suggestions are also fantastic for giving you new ideas, either to replace your original idea or for future content. So this is a gold mine when you're searching for content ideas. Here's a pro tip too. At the top of Google, you can select videos, which filters the results to show video content. So if you're looking to create video content, use that filter in this process. And depending on what you learn, you could scrap your initial topic and go in a different direction. Or you could modify your content's direction so that it's more user-friendly and more search-friendly, right? Because you may discover that the phrases and words you think you should use aren't quite what people actually use in search. So you may do some tweaking if that's what you learned from your research. Remember, there could still be value in creating content around a topic, even if you figure out that you won't rank super high in search. Exactly. These steps are for improving your topic so that more people find you and so that you create content that appeals to your target market. These steps also help you better target your words and phrases if necessary. In fact, researching your keywords and ideas helps you create more targeted, more relevant content across the board, whether that's for online search, for a social media post, or even for an email, you know? We just happen to be focused on search visibility in this episode. All right, it's taking me a while to talk about this, but once you do these steps a few times, it goes faster than it seems here. I always do this process before I create any content and I'm super speedy now. Once you incorporate these steps into your process, it absolutely should get faster. And I encourage you to capture your ideas someplace where you can access them in the future, sort of like a repository of content ideas. So if you discover a bunch of content ideas during your keyword research, don't let that distract you from the task at hand. Have Trello, Evernote, or even Google Sheets open so that you can capture content ideas and anything else that comes to mind during this process. I think we've got one more step, Megan. Is that right? Right. We are on the last step. After all of the analysis you've done, it's time to identify your keyword phrase and use it in your content. It doesn't matter if that's a blog post, a podcast, or a video. If you don't use your keyword, search algorithms will have a harder time understanding your content. The only way this tweak works is to actually use your keyword in your content. You've got to use it multiple times in longer content like blog posts and videos. You don't want to overuse it though. There is a line where it becomes spammy and you definitely don't want to do that. So incorporate it naturally throughout your content. A plugin like Yoast SEO is helpful if you have a WordPress website and need help with managing your keyword usage. And always include your keyword in your title. Don't forget about that. Yeah, the title is especially important. Algorithms are complicated, but know this, your title explains what your content is about. So it's important for algorithms and for people. 
Okay. So can you get creative with your title? You know, sometimes I like to mix things up and I prefer to be a little bit clever. Yeah, I'm all for creativity, but definitely don't prioritize creativity over clarity. I highly recommend including your keyword or a variation of it in your title, especially if you're in a crowded niche. Think about it. Is the title throwing it all away self-explanatory for an article about self-sabotage? Well, not really. That may attract people who are organizers looking to get rid of junk or maybe even baseball players. I mean, you don't know. A title like how to stop self-sabotage when you're a perfectionist isn't as creative, but it's clear what the topic is about and it's more likely to attract the right target market. There are times to get creative though, so a mix of both is ideal. That makes sense. By the way, you can perform more research by using similar tactics on Pinterest and other platforms if you want. You can go beyond Google, but this is the best place to start in my opinion. Overall, that process was very doable. But look, it may be a bit challenging when you're just starting. The first few times with any new process or task goes slowly. Don't get discouraged. Adding keywords into your content is a totally worthwhile effort. And Megan has shown you one way you can move forward with doing this. Okay, Megan, any final thoughts? There are three things I want to emphasize before you go. First, Search extends beyond Google, and keywords are an effective way to maximize your content across multiple platforms, not just Google, to help prospective customers find you. Second, adding just a bit of research into your content creation process will help you make your content more relevant, more targeted, and more competitive. This will make your content more effective. And finally, Keywords are part of a bigger content strategy. The best keywords are relevant to your audience and to your business. Your business goals influence the content you create. So be sure to check out episode 30 about content strategy if you missed it. All right, that's it for this episode. If we helped you today, please leave us a positive review or rating. We really appreciate your support. And the detailed show notes are always available at MessyDeskPodcast.com. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next week on the Messy Desk Podcast. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe to the Messy Desk Podcast and leave us a review. We're interested in what you're interested in, so email us at MessyDeskPodcast at gmail.com with your topic suggestions and questions. And most importantly, stay messy because that's where the growth, progress, and magic happen. It's you, babe. Oh, yeah. Only inclusion. That was weird. Now, it's, it, I said like knowledgeable. Now we're just getting punchy.